It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. After that CSU game, in which it was pretty clear that Travis Hunter was uh, was targeted on that hit. Oh, you did you hear? Did you hear? You still right? I did you listen yeah, to the you, thing I yes, said from Dion? Yes, I yes. said I was right. You're wrong. You owe me an apology. So I'll just go ahead. I well, know you don't. Dion's want- taking the high road, but come on, it's pretty obvious that Travis Hunter was was targeted. Anyway, is Dion worried at all that his son Shador will be targeted in a similar fashion? That's not having character. I don't know how you're going to have success and longevity in this game, coaching in that aspect. I don't condone that. I don't teach that. I don't. I, I didn't condone it when I played the game from any of my teammates as well. You want to be dominant, but you want to play clean because at the end of the day, you want your opponent's respect. I'm not saying that's what transpired, but it's unfortunate if it did. What about the, has he addressed the eye poke? The How'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boink. Yeah. Has he just anybody asked him about that? The Shadour eye poke? Not yesterday. No. Oh. What do we got a bunch of Mamby Pambies out there? How'd you address your son's eye poke? Go. Wasn't asked. Wasn't asked. Alright, but according to maybe he just went with the James Merrillat because I wrote that down. The James Merrillat we had him on. on yeah, Monday. James is like. Uh, what, what, what did I write? Here? How can you? Hurt, how can James, you hurt? You can't hurt anybody by right. poking your finger so, into their eye. So James' take was this: the Travis Hunter thing was unforgivable, vicious, egregious, yep. vicious, yep. head hunting, yep. certainly trying to maim a guy for life. Correct. James Merrillat and I have quotation. I pokes are okay. <laughs> what I came away with. That was, that was the general yeah. takeaway, yes. Poking people in the eye? Yes. Fine. That's fine. Not a big deal. Next on the Morning Brew, Oregon coach Dan Lanning on what he sees in Shador Sanders. You know, I think he always keeps his eyes um, downfield and looking for opportunities to find open receivers, and that's something his wideouts have done a great job of when, you know, he's he's had several scramble opportunities, but I would describe him as a guy that scrambles to throw, not necessarily scramble to run, but when he has to run with his feet, he can. Um, he's extended plays. When you extend plays, it's hard to cover for a long time, right? So we have to do a good job of, of not allowing him to extend plays, um, but also make sure that we plaster guys in the back end when he does. That's why I love the idea of Shador Sanders as a, as a pro quarterback because so many of the quarterbacks coming out now, they're running quarterbacks mm-hmm. that you need to teach to play quarterback. Shador Sanders is already a pro-style quarterback. Yeah, and right. that answer right there is proof of that. Most quarterbacks, young quarterbacks coming in the league, they take off to run, and they're just, I was running, yeah. you know? And, and whereas Shador does it the way that right. Lanning just described. Although, anything about that answer bother you? Uh, and it's, it's fairly standard. People say it all the time. And it's always... Think it's like a backhanded compliment? No, no. It's just when he takes off to run with his feet. I want to see a guy take off to run with his hands. Like this guy is unique because when he takes off to run... 
he tucks the ball in his pants <laughs> and he runs on his hands. And our players just don't know how to react to that. It's it's stunning. It's stunning. Never seen it before. When he takes off the run with Are his hands. Are we allowed to hit him? Yeah. Is it a late hit? I mean, it's like a circus act, and we're all like mesmerized. <laughs> like, hey, get me some popcorn, peanuts, and cracker jacks. But he takes off the run with his feet. That's, on- that's just always, you know, it's like, hey, if they want to win this game, <laughs> I mean, you think they're coming in and going, yeah, you know what? Today we feel like losing because, uh, I don't know, we're too good already. We need, we need to be humbled. We're just going to lose. Next on the Morning Brew... As the Rockies prepare to lose 100 games, wouldn't it be fitting if one of those 100 had been a no-hitter? On the ground, into left center field. That breaks up the combined no-hitter. It's a leadoff single for Brendan Rodgers in the ninth off-hater. All right. Padres TV, yeah, the Rockies were no-hit through eight innings. Thing about it, though, it was a scoreless game going into the ninth. So not only were they being shut out or and no-hit, but it was a 0-0 game. Rodgers ends up getting the hit. Uh, they get another hit from Nolan Jones. They had first and second, but then um, Diaz grounded into a double play. And then in the bottom of the ninth, Xander Bogats. Bogats. No, see, this is this is what we talked about yesterday. You you try to Bogats. Hard. No, it's got to be. Bogats. No, no, it's Bogats. It's just a quick little. Bogats. There you go. That was better. Bogats. Yeah, not Bogats. 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 Okay. You should have stayed with your first version. Anyway, Bogart's is a uh, home run in the bottom of the ninth. Padres off win 2 nothing. Who did he hit that off of? Who did he hit that off of? Uh, Kinley. All right. So the Rockies now 56-95. and 95, Only five more to go. Ooh. W. To get to All right. 100. Next on the morning brew, we uh, kick off Broncos-Dolphins week. After what you've seen from the the first two games, uh huh, what should Sean Payton's offensive game plan be this week? More Marvin Mims, more Jerry Judy, more running the football. I mean, what what should be the focus based on some of the good things? Because Javante Williams, I was listening to Philip Lindsay yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was saying, man, he said for a running back that's coming off an ACL. Dude. That guy is running like a man possessed, dragging other grown-ass men around with him. Dude, he he beats people down. I mean, he is he is legit physical, broken tackles. I don't know how long it'll last, but I'll yeah. tell you what, I'm going to run him. You know, run him hard. And, yep. It's like a Louis L'Amour Western. I'm going to run him hard and put him away wet. You know, I mean, that dude is, uh, that dude is a, a beast. Yeah, I mean, certainly... Certainly, there's there's a couple of things. You know, the Vic Fangio style of uh, of two deep safeties, middle of the field open. So, you know, what, what? how do you attack a two deep safety, middle of the field open offense? Well, one thing is you pound that rock until you get him into single high and you can get man-to-mans on the out, man-to-man on the outside. And the, ultimately, if they're playing a lot of quarters, you you throw it underneath. You got to play. You got to play match on that stuff. Um, and then whatever kind of smash route combination you have, if they're playing some type of quarters where you take the inside receiver number two and you get him right up to about 14 yards so that safety has to grab him and run a post behind it, you know, the things that beat cover four, some of the cover two beaters, that's what you've got to be able to throw. But the bottom line is I want to run them out 
of that too high safety stuff, run them out of that look, make them drop down so I can get one-on-ones on the outside, and then then it is Mims, then it is Johnson, then it is you know guys who actually you know play football. Run them out of the Vic Fangio defense that has become entirely in vogue around the NFL. And do it with the gym teacher upstairs watching. Right, with his junk on one side. And why is his junk on one side? Because he's got his pants pulled up around his nipples. That'll do it for the morning, Brewer. And that's you each and every morning at 6.30.